A while ago, I was standing in an upscale hotel in a safe area of a large Midwestern city. I am a 16-year-old female, and I was in a room all by myself, with my parents a few doors down. In theory, this isn't unsafe by any means, but I had bad luck on this particular trip. Our first night there passed without incident. Me in my room, my parents in theirs. I watched a pay-per-view movie and ate way too much from the snack bar. I didn't have any reason to feel unsafe. The next morning, we did the usual tourist stuff that one does when visiting a new city. As we ate breakfast in the hotel restaurant, I noticed a man who looked to be in his 60s staring at me for an abnormally long amount of time. I won't lie, as a young, decently attractive female, I'm used to getting the occasional inappropriate look from a guy, so I ignored it and chalked it up to him either being a perv or thinking I looked like his granddaughter or something. The next night, my parents allowed me to meet up with a friend for dinner who lived in the area. He met me in the hotel lobby and we had a nice dinner and then went back to the hotel for drinks. Coincidentally, the same guy who had been eyeing me earlier was at the bar. This time, I knew I didn't remind him of his granddaughter. Even with my buff guy friend next to me, his eyes traced every curve of my body. I felt unsettled and mentioned it to my friend Ethan, who glanced over and also seemed weirded out by how obvious this guy was leering. We left the bar quickly, and by now, it was around 12.30am. Ethan walked me to the elevators of the hotel, and once I pushed the button, he left. I wish I would have asked him to stay, because no sooner had he walked away that my creeper came rounding the corner and stood there waiting with me for the elevator. I felt so uncomfortable knowing that he would be seeing what floor I was going to, but it hadn't occurred to me to get off on a different floor at the time, and even if it did, he planned on following me, so it would have been just as bad a move. When we were in the elevator together, I tried to keep my eyes averted from his, but they literally bore into my body. He kept trying to step closer, and I kept backing up, too scared to even speak. What freaked me out even more was that he hadn't pressed a separate elevator button, so he planned on getting off when I did. When I got to my floor, I almost ran to my room, and the guy just stood at the end of the hallway, waiting to see where I was going. I stayed in my room for 15 minutes until I was sure he was gone before I told my parents what had happened. They were freaked out and told the hotel staff but there was no sign of the guy and it was really late so I just locked my door and tried to get sleep. I had almost drifted off when I heard a knock at my door. Now I'm not an idiot, I've creeped this subreddit and no sleep for a long time so I didn't just go and open the door at nearly 2am. Instead, I turned on a light and froze. At this point, my intuition had kicked in and I knew it was the guy. I was near tears but the knocking kept continuing harder and harder, so I finally shouted and asked who it was. The voice that replied to me was the most chilling thing I have ever heard. High pitched but growly, almost giggly and so disturbing I can barely describe it. It's hotel staff, please let me in. I was terrified. It looked through the peephole confirmed that it was the same creepy old guy. I locked myself in the bathroom and called my dad's phone. 
He has a habit of always keeping his ringer on, so he answered me almost immediately, and I tried to tell him what was wrong through my tears. <laughs> the, the, the guy, the guy from before, is at my door. And what happened next gives me nightmares. My dad naturally went into superhero mode and opened his door to find the old man in just a robe, masturbating. It's pretty obvious to piece together what he was planning, and I still dream about it and have severe PTSD from it. My dad slugged the dude in the face and made sure he didn't move an inch while my mom called hotel security. We pressed charges, and the guy's in prison now on what I think are assault with intent to commit rape charges, but I could be wrong. When dealing with the hotel management and police that night, we discovered that this man had been trying to get a key to my room even before the elevator incident. He hadn't used my name or anything, he just said can I get a key to room 101 with no other explanation. What I think is that he knew where I was staying before the elevator incident but wanted to make it known to me that he knew. Otherwise, I'm not sure how he knew what room I was staying in. It unnerves me to this day thinking that he probably seen me go in and out without me noticing. So this happened last night and I'm still kind of freaking out. My roommate had gone up to the foothills to spend Christmas with his family and was there for about three days. On the 27th around midnight, he asked if I could come get him because he didn't want to stay another night. I don't mind, we've been best friends for four years so I'm used to driving him to the city. I live in a small rural area, and there are only two ways to get from our town to the next city, both of which take about an hour and a half round trip. One road is the main highway, but doesn't lead to the foothills, so it would take me two hours to reach him that way. The other road is a back road that leads straight to the foothills, so naturally, I took that road. Now this road is surrounded by nothing but desert for about 20 miles with the occasional housing developments, so it's very dark at that time of night. It's also very secluded and less taken. The only reason you take it is to go to the foothills, the college, or leaving the county. There are about four cars total going that way while I'm driving, and they all pass me within minutes. The speed limit is about 65 miles per hour, and I'm going 55, because there's something wrong with my car where it shakes if I go above 60. And after a while, it's just me driving. About 15 minutes into the drive, I see a car coming up behind me, and I pay no mind because I figure it'll just pass me like the other cars do. It comes up right behind me, and it's right up on my back. I'm more confused than I am scared because why is this person right behind me while I'm only driving 55 in the slow lane? I don't go faster, and I don't move, which I guess egged them on because they kept turning their brights on and off and started swerving behind me. Now I'm thoroughly freaked out and I keep hoping they'll either leave me alone or another car will drive by. Neither of those happen. They do this all the way to the foothills, and I think, okay, so they're either going to keep following me or turn somewhere. They keep following me. I'm nearing the exit where my friend is, so I'm afraid they're going to see where my friend's family lives and hurt them. 
I call my friend and tell him to meet me at the convenience store because I wanted to get something to drink, not telling him that someone was following me. I get to the store and watch the car pass by, and finally calm down thinking it was just some asshole messing with me. I meet up with my friend, and we get some drinks and a snack and leave. For about half an hour, it's fine. It's just us talking about what we did during the holidays, joking around and stuff. I had completely forgotten about the car, until it started happening again. Now the reason I didn't tell my roommate to begin with is because he kind of has a temper, so instead of being scared, he's pissed. Not only at the car, but at me for not telling him before. He's screaming at me for me to stop the car so he can deal with this asshole, and I'm refusing out of fear. The thing is, my roommate's a 5 foot 10 tall bodybuilder, so he's a pretty intimidating guy. While I, on the other hand, am 5 foot 6 and disabled, with the only thing going for me being that I carry a hatchet everywhere I go. So he's used to scaring people off. I tell him no, that we're going to the police station in our town and he calms down a bit. As we get to the station the car disappears again and we sit there for about 15 minutes, seeing if it circles back. In hindsight, what we did was kinda stupid, because we didn't go into the station and ask for help and just went home without thinking they might be waiting for us to leave. We were constantly looking behind our shoulders as we were driving making sure no one was following us, and when we got home, we thought they were gone. Now this is the part that scared the hell out of me. We'd been home for some hours, and my roommate was already passed out in his room, and I was the only one awake. It was about four in the morning, and I'd gone to the restroom which was right across the hall from my room. The way our house is set up, is that the kitchen and living room are separated by a wall, with a four-foot-wide space as an entrance, and the living room is connected to a ten-foot-long narrow hallway. From the living room, you can't see most of the kitchen, or past two feet in the hallway. And from the hallway, you can't see half of the living room when by the bathroom. I get done in the restroom, and I see lights flashing through the living room window. I'm in the hallway, too afraid to move and get my phone or wake up my roommate, but my bedroom door is open so I softly call for my dog, who's a miniature husky, knowing that he barks at anything that moves and hoping he'll scare them away. As I thought, once he sees the lights, he goes fucking nuts, but he's short so he can't reach the window, so instead he's in the middle of the coffee table barking. I see the lights turn off and wait for about five minutes before he starts barking in the kitchen. My roommate's now awake and asking me what the fuck the dog is barking at. I tell him, and he goes back to his room to get his boxer on her leash, and tells me to get my hatchet and phone. As I'm getting my stuff, I hear a thud against the back door, and then another. They're trying to kick in the door. I call 911 and explain the situation, and they said that they would be there in 10 minutes. I get back to my roommate and we head to the kitchen where he opens the back door, and in stumble two guys about my height dressed in all black. They look up at us and start freaking out because they've got two guys with two fairly large dogs, 
one who looks like he injects steroids, and the other with a hatchet. One guy is screaming, This isn't her house! How did you fuck this up? And the other one bawling his eyes out. Apparently they were going to break into one of the guy's ex-girlfriend's house, who happened to be my next-door neighbor and kidnapper. The one guy got the houses wrong and mistook me as the guy's ex because I had my hood up and they couldn't see my face, and I have the same build as her. The cops arrived shortly afterwards and took them. It was freaky, and I hope it never happens again, because I don't know what I would have done if they really were after us. This is a popular story with my family and most of my friends. Amanda is my brother's girlfriend. At the time of the story, she was looking for her first apartment and was moving from her parents' house. Her and my brother didn't want to move in together since they had only dated for a few months. She opted instead to search for a roommate online. Browsing Craigslist, she found an ad titled something like Roommate Wanted, Females Only. The sort of thing was common since the area she was looking in was mostly young professionals. The listing was for a room in a house for about $225 a month, which was quite cheap compared to most places listed. The occupant listed herself as a 23-year-old college student that wasn't comfortable living with any males. The other roommate would have their own room and attached bathroom. So far, Amanda was into this place. However, the listing only had a single photo from outside the property. Amanda sent an email wanting to meet the occupant and tour the house. Within 30 minutes, she receives an email back with all the details and time to stop by. The girl worked late hours and wanted Amanda to stop by at 8pm. When Amanda arrives, there's a handwritten note on the front door saying, Door broken, use back door. Walking around the house, it looks nice but slightly unkept. Tall grass, weeds, dusty windows, etc. Still no alarms for Amanda though. When she knocks on the back door, an older man opens the door. At first Amanda thinks she has the wrong house, but the man reassures her and says that the occupant was out and he was the landlord. According to the landlord, the occupant asked him to meet Amanda since she was working late. He seemed pleasant and offered to show her around. Alarms start going off but aren't at red alert yet. First, the guy was clearly in his 40s, unshaven, and looked like he lived in his car. Also, only the kitchen light was on. As they walked around the house, Amanda noticed one huge red flag. No furniture, nothing. The landlord was polite about answering questions, but seemed irritable to keeping the lights on for too long, rushing her around and only letting her look at rooms for a few moments. There was a single room that the landlord wouldn't open, telling her that it was the occupant's room and he didn't want to invade her privacy. As they walked down the hallway into the living room, she notices the front door has a plank knelt across it, broken for sure. Amanda's creepometer started to ding when she decides to wrap up the walkthrough and leave but trying to be polite. As she's giving the guy her thanks for showing bit, 
He perks up and states that he forgot to show her the basement. It's recently furnished and would make a great rec room. And she should take a look down there. At the time, Amanda and the landlord was standing in the small hallway between the front living room and the back kitchen. In this little hallway was the basement door. When he opens the door, it opens outward to create something of a barrier between Amanda and the back door. The basement is pitch black. He smiles, motions down the stairs, and says, ladies first. What happens next is nothing more than a stroke of luck. Amanda got a text just as some random person parks in front of the house. Thinking on her feet, she pretends it's a phone call and answers her phone. Hey, yeah, are you here? I'll come out from around the back and let you in. It's great. You have to see it. With emotional confidence, she excuses herself around the landlord and walks out the back door. She says the guy just looked at her like he was confused. Once outside, she sprinted to her car and sped like hell out of there. When Amanda got home, she told her mother and my brother everything. Cops were called. They took her statement and went to investigate. The Craigslist post had been removed. The house had been foreclosed over six months earlier and the property had been abandoned. When the police investigated, they found the closed room the landlord didn't want her to look in was where the man had been staying. There was a pile of old dirty blankets, rotten food, and empty water jugs everywhere. More creepy was he had plastered ripped up pages from porno mags on all the walls in the room. The really scary part of this was the basement. The man had tied a thin piece of fishing twine at about shin level across the stairs about halfway down. The basement was empty except another pile of old blankets, a broom handle wrapped in leather belts, and a small box with a few rolls of assorted tape. Amanda ended up not moving in. Hey troops, thanks for watching this video. Please hit that thumbs up button, comment, share, and definitely subscribe. And if you can also do me a favor, please check out the survey in the description below. I need 250 responses in order for me to gain some analytical data for my podcast. Thanks, guys.